Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again, where every episode I aim to bring you helpful hints and tips to help you on your property journey. And uh, today I'm bringing to you the Core Logic report for the last month or so. So for the month of November, detailing what is going on in the real estate market, both nationally and here in South Australia. And uh, what's really interesting, if I can summarize all of the information found within this particular report, is that the real estate market is a very much a two-speed market across the country now. There is a, a definite sense of winners and losers in this report. Losers being largely regional areas in Western Australia and South Australia. Uh, the, the big winners are the Eastern Seaboard in November. Um, and I guess that's against the backdrop of last year, this time last year, Adelaide being the resurgent capital city, Hobart showing great gains in values. Now we're seeing those two marketplaces start to settle down as Sydney and Melbourne spark up once again. And so what's been, what's, what's been the impetus behind that spark? Well, some would argue that some certainty after the federal election in those marketplaces made a significant difference. And certainly in my recent conversations with Rod Westerhouse and John Buckley, who are experts both within the Canberra, New South Wales market and the southeast corner of Queensland, they reflected those views very strongly in my recent podcast, um, where there was a noticeable and discernible difference in sentiment after the federal election. But uh, what seemed to have happened since in uh, in South Australia and in Western Australia and in uh, in the Northern Territory has been the marketplace very much coming off the boil. In South Australia, I think you can pretty much narrow that down to the land tax debacle and an economy that was already stumbling but uh, was hit uh, very early on in the year with a, a, a change in consumer sentiment um, and that was only compounded uh, by the land tax debacle. Uh, in Western Australia, there's some very specific reasons why things are coming off the boil uh, and have been in WA for some time. Um, but uh, you are even seeing some stabilisation in that marketplace, although in regional areas, uh, Western Australia is still struggling. And I guess you'd uh, see that occur more uh, so in those uh, regional towns, those mining communities uh, where um, there's been a contraction in investment and that's led to a slump in property values. Interestingly, the report denotes here that there's $6.7 trillion uh, in residential real estate in Australia right now. So we're back up to record highs in terms of the collective value of Australian real estate. Now, just to contrast that against uh, uh, the stock market and the superannuation investment made by Australians, and currently there's $2.9 trillion in superannuation, uh, just a, a smidge over $2 trillion that's right now in the stock market. And in commercial real estate, that market is uh, uh, $1 trillion, and so you can see substantially less than uh, the residential portion of the overall investment pie. And so the real estate market very much underpins uh, economic activity in Australia, and we've seen that over recent years where the big uh, capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne, have had a marketplace, a real estate marketplace that has stumbled. The knock-on effect has been directly to the car industry that has seen record declines in activity um, and uh, you can see uh, and I've mentioned before that uh, confidence uh, only comes as a result 
of stability and uh, ultimately if you don't have confidence in the marketplace, you don't have positive sentiment and positive action and a, knock -on, a positive knock-on effect in the overall economy. And so it's very important that we have a, a good, sound, stable environment, one that people understand and have confidence to invest into, whether that be their very first home or an investment property. We've certainly seen investment activity slow down, especially in South Australia, and largely due to the confusion um, around the land tax debate that's been going on here in South Australia for the best part of the last four or five months. Uh, Rob Lucas is very much locked into a position there, uh, the state's treasurer, uh, which um, well he now finds himself negotiating uh, with members of the upper house. And so we hope uh, that there is some resolution to this before year's end because it would be fantastic for property investors um, and you know anybody who holds real estate right now on a residential basis and for themselves to understand the dynamic that we'll be facing in 2020. Because otherwise, uh, it seems like 2020 will not have those disruptions that we encountered in 2019, namely the federal election. Whenever there's an election on, on the horizon, consumer sentiment does change and most people lock into a holding pattern, uh, meaning that they don't do anything until such time as they know which way the election falls. Uh, we also had the Banking Royal Commission earlier on in the year, which uh, heavily affected confidence and moreover created uncertainty as a lot of people that were walking around in the early part of the year with a finance pre-approval in order to buy a home were finding that their pre-approval pre-approval quickly unraveled as they were going through the application process and uh, the fallover rate through uh, that period March, April, May uh, was amongst the highest that I've experienced in over two decades of selling real estate and of course that knocked uh, the confidence out of a lot of buyers and people that got knocked back once didn't go back to the bank again and a lot of those people haven't transacted since and have been sitting and waiting um, and unfortunately have been unable to take advantage of record low interest rates and I think when we talk about the marketplace right now, we, often it's underestimated uh, the effect of low interest rates and, and it's, it's easy to quantify to what would happen if interest rates had increased by say 4% over the next 24 months. And there are predictions out there that would suggest that uh, mortgage stress would increase dramatically and that you would find distressed sales come to market um, very, very rapidly across uh, Sydney, Melbourne and across those uh, capital cities that have had a contraction in values or where values haven't moved dramatically, namely Adelaide, Perth, Darwin. Uh, those marketplaces are particularly susceptible and so uh, banks are keen to keep interest rates low for as long as they're able to. Uh, ultimately, they don't want to be handing back. Uh, uh, sorry, they don't want to be having properties handed back to them. Uh, they don't. Uh, they, they would much prefer that people just keep paying their mortgages. Um, but uh, ultimately, uh, what would happen if interest rates increased by even a, a few percent uh, would be a dramatic change in the overall complexion of our economy. Keeping in mind that it's only been because of the 40% capital growth in Sydney and Melbourne's real estate market between 2012 and 2017 that Australia has avoided a recession uh, because capital value for every 10 percentage points of capital value that relates to 0.5 percent in GDP and of course GDP is that measure that marker that economists and the federal government use in order to determine the success and the growth of their economy and so if it wasn't for an increase in Australians borrowing money essentially uh, then there uh, would not be a uh, there would then we would find ourselves very much 
in recessionary conditions. And of course, that then has a knock-on and compounding effect on consumer confidence, which is already teetering. Um, and in South Australia is currently at record lows after being record highs just 18 or so months ago. So you can see that things can move and shift quite quickly in real estate. And over the last uh, 12 to 18 months, things have oscillated quite dramatically. Um, what this document does suggest, though, is that there is some stabilisation going around nationally. That's because of the increase in buyer activity in Sydney and, and Melbourne um, and some confidence coming back to the Brisbane marketplace. Uh, but we do find that uh, units and apartment dwellings, especially in around uh, Brisbane and Melbourne, are still struggling and haven't yet completely recovered and that uh, uh, developers are also finding it increasingly difficult to secure uh, enough margin to make the next project worthwhile. And of course, if that continues on, then there will certainly be less by way of development approvals, less by way of properties being constructed, and that will have a natural effect on supply and demand in the years to come. So uh, if you do want your own detailed CoreLogic report, as I've just been uh, going through and essentially summarising for you, then uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can comment below or message me directly. Uh, if you're not already tuned into the podcast and you're just catching it on LinkedIn or even Facebook for the first time, uh, this is recorded. And so you don't, if you don't have the luxury of being able to watch it on a screen um, and you would like to keep up to date with all of the latest when it comes to real estate, both locally and regionally, and nationally, then please uh, do so by simply uh, emailing me, direct message me, we'll pop you on the mail mailing list and ensure that you're getting the most up-to-date information uh, that we can conjure and share with you. Uh, of course, uh, tune into the podcast as well. You can uh, do that by way of uh, jumping onto SoundCloud, uh, iTunes or whatever platform it is that you consume your podcasts on. Um, I'm Dave from Real. Thanks so much for following the material. Uh, we've had just over a hundred episodes now. Um, the style and, uh, and complexion of those uh, podcasts does change. And of course, today it was very kind of in, in, very much interpreting some raw data uh, that's just recently emerged uh, to better inform you. But ultimately, there's uh, helpful information around tactics when negotiating, um, methodology when it comes to marketing your property for sale. Uh, there's information there for real estate agents as well. So please continue to check in and I look forward to bringing you more next time. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Day Storage Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.